Where am I? What happened to all the goblins? Who are you? Are you the goblin king? No, I'm not. Where did you come from, miss? I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, but now my dad lives in Phoenix with his new family, so I go there sometimes. He married this woman who's- Did a cutweight magician send you here? Mm, not exactly. He sent me to a diff dimension and a talking goat helped me escape a lava pit in exchange for six drops of my blood. Oop. Then I kind of like browned out and now I'm here. Okay, yep. Okay, no, no, no. I'm going to send you home. What's your address? Oh, I don't even remember. And welcome to episode 118 of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikael Ford, who is running off of how uh, maybe five, six hours of sleep today because <laughs> I stayed up all night trying to finish uh, Cobra Kai. I stayed up all night trying to finish Cobra Kai Season 5. There will be a review later on uh, on on this episode about that. So stay tuned for that. Um, But yeah, man, I I, I stayed up pretty late. I stayed up till about like, what, 2 a.m.? I stayed up till about like 2 a.m. watching Cobra Kai. (laughs) And uh, after a while, I was like, I cannot take it anymore. I have to go to bed. So, and then I woke up at, like, um, I woke up at, uh, maybe 9, 9 a.m. to finish it off. You know, I think I only had, like, I only had, like, two episodes left. So, like, I finished it off, you know, uh, because I had some, I had some, I had some, like, errands to run and all that stuff, you know. So, (laughs) I had to. I had to, do, to take care of some business and then I came back and like finished uh, uh, binge watched Cobra Kai you know as much as I could but um anyway yeah I'm here uh, we're not going to talk about Cobra Kai right now right now if you heard the, if you heard the clip at the beginning of the episode we're going to talk about She-Hulk episode 4 is that's who that's what we're here to talk about hopefully I'm not in uh, uh, sleep delirium you know <laughs> hopefully because i didn't get a lot of sleep uh hopefully i'm not in sleep delirium enough to to where i can't remember uh anything that happened in the episode so i'm gonna do the best i can to try to remember she hulk episode four uh for one i watched that on like a friday so you know (laughs) i watched it on a friday it's sunday now so you know how that goes but anyway um I do remember enjoying this episode, though. I do remember enjoying this episode. Uh, this show is getting better and better every episode to me. There's still a lot of people that are just like, uh, I don't like this show. It's not building to anything. And that part of it, I don't mind. For this show, for this show, I don't mind that. Because um, I don't think it's supposed to build to anything. I don't think this show is supposed to build to anything. I don't think, uh, if it does build to anything, that's probably just sheer coincidence, I think, at this point. But, um, I don't think it's supposed to build to anything. I think it's just the episodic, uh, television show. Like, they're actually just doing an episodic TV show. It's not like, um, 
of the other shows when like they build to movies. You know, like all the other shows, all the other shows have just been building to movies and building to everything else that's expanding the MCU. Uh, this is not that. And I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, it just, it, it helps me turn off my brain. You know, like, I just turn off my brain and watch the goddamn show. Because uh, I'm tired of looking for Easter eggs and looking for clues in these goddamn shows. I'm just tired of it. I just, sometimes you just want to, sometimes you just want to watch brainless TV. Sometimes you just want to watch a mindless movie, you know. Uh... I mean, like, I don't have a problem with that with the with the, with the movies, you know, because like they are an overarching story. But like the TV shows, you know, because like, like now you're putting because like now you're putting a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, stuff out there that people got to do their homework on, you know, like you're giving people homework now, like so people go see the because like now people go see the movies and they don't know what the fuck is going on because they don't watch the shows, you know. Like, there's a bunch of people, there's a bunch of people that went into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness wondering why Wanda was losing her goddamn mind. Because they didn't watch WandaVision, you know? (laughs) Because they're like, I'm not trying to fucking watch all this shit, you know? (laughs) Like, I just want to go see the movie. What the fuck? It's starting to get like that. Now, I think old school movie viewing is going to hurt the MCU in in, in the future. You know, I really do. That's the one thing I think that's going to hurt uh, the MCU in the future. And it's starting to hurt it a little bit now. with like, Because, like, uh, the, the introduction of these TV shows is making people, like, do work. And people don't want to do work to watch a fucking movie. You know, like, normal people, like, comic book nerds like me and a lot of other people. Like, yeah, we're going to watch everything because we love this shit. But people, they just want, but people that just want to go see a movie... And they're not bombarded with a whole bunch of shit that they haven't seen. You know, like, where, where it's just like, oh, because they, they're going in a movie like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, you didn't watch uh, so-and-so episode 14 and on the, on on uh, Disney Plus. And they're like, what? I got to do that? I ain't trying to do that shit. You know, so, like, I, I feel like that's going to hurt this franchise in the long run. Uh, if you think about it, like, you look at a movie like, uh, Top Gun Maverick, you know, you look at a movie like Top Gun Maverick, uh, it's very simple, it, it, it's very straight to the point, you know, you just go into it, you can, you can, you can probably go back and watch the original Top Gun, it's only one movie to watch before you watch this one, you know, uh, so, uh, I, I think that's why, I think that's why Top Gun Maverick is doing so well at the box office, because it's simple. It's very simple, it's to the point, you like, you don't have to do fucking homework, and if you do want to do homework, it's only one movie, you know, other, other than the MCU, where it's like, what, 30 movies, it's like, what, maybe like eight, nine shows now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You gotta watch 30 movies and you gotta watch like nine you gotta watch like nine shows to get the gist of what's going on in the MCU. You know, and people ain't trying to do that shit no more. Like normal people, I really think normal people hopped off of the MCU train after Endgame. Because they're like, oh wow, this story's over. I'm done. I'm moving on. They're looking at this other shit. They're like, wait, there's more? There's fucking more? And <laughs> 
and it's just and they're just like i'm not sitting through a whole nother series of this shit you know like i'm not sitting through a whole another round of mcu shit you know and they just i think those people just dropped off all the normal people just fucking dropped the fuck off they're not watching this i think it's really i think it's really just hardcore fans watching now like hardcore fans of the mcu hardcore fans of marvel comics uh hardcore fans of both you know i think just like nerd like comic book nerds in general you know i think we are i think we are the lifeblood of the mcu now you know i think all those other people just dropped the fuck off like like there's probably you know kids watching you know like kids love superhero shit that's like another that's like another um part that's like another part of the demographic that's probably going to see these movies like kids like parents taking their kids to go see these movies now you know because the kids like superhero stuff but uh are are they probably just getting into superhero stuff and they want to watch these movies but a lot of a lot of the normal people i think they dropped off like right after end game like this is all us but um uh, like i said like that's why i like she hulk that's why i like she hulk because like it's not racking my brain with all these like with all these like easter eggs even though people find easter eggs you know i think like they said they found one about wolverine uh like everybody wants to know where the hulk's going with like is hulk's in space where the where the fuck is he going um you know the the best the best fake out easter egg oh my god i gotta talk about this shit because it happened in this episode it happened in episode episode four the best fake out uh easter egg is when everybody thought that Johnny Blaze was going to be in this episode. Uh, they thought they thought that Johnny Blaze was going to be on Ghost Rider. I mean, on, on uh, She-Hulk. I just gave his name away. Johnny Blaze is Ghost Rider, by the way. <laughs> they thought he was going to be in. Uh, they thought he was going to be in She-Hulk. They thought Ghost Rider was going to be in She-Hulk, and it turned out to be some stupid uh, uh, magician named Donnie Blaze. <laughs> I laughed. My fucking asshole because everybody thought that it was johnny blaze because like in the trailer in the she-hulk trailer Wong goes through a portal he jumps out of a portal and you see uh uh, you see a a poster and it just says blaze you know and everybody's like oh shit oh my god johnny blaze is here ghost rider's here and when i watched this episode and they said nah it's Donnie Blaze, not Johnny Blaze. <laughs> I laughed my fucking ass off. I laughed hysterically. I was like, ah! <laughs> Y'all thought that was Johnny Blaze. <laughs> I fucking love it. I fucking love it how they just fucking uh how they uh mess with the mess with the mess with the Easter eggs. Cause Everybody's looking for fucking Easter eggs. They're like, what's this? What's this? They probably still found some Easter eggs in this episode because you can't stop a goddamn uh, comic book nerd from 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 investigating shit. You know, so you can't stop them from investigating. Uh, I'm tired of investigating. Really, I really am. I'm just I'm just watching the shows, and if like that person shows up, they just show the fuck up. It makes it even better for me 
to be honest, because when that person just shows up, and I'm like, oh shit, they here, and it was, and somebody was like, then you then you see the East Day. I'm like, no, I'm just excited that this person is here. If Ghost Rider shows up, you know, and sometime at some point in the MCU, I'm just be like, oh shit, it's Ghost Rider, you know. So I'm like, I love it like that. I love it like that. Like I'm not racking my brain about this shit. Um, but this episode, but like I said, this episode was damn good to me. I think this is. I think this is. A, I think this episode was a bit better than episode three. You know, like I liked, and I really liked episode three. But like, I like this show. The show keeps elevating. I think this show keeps elevating. Can't wait to see episode five. Uh, uh, but like to see where to see where that goes. Uh, but like I said, enjoyed this episode a whole lot. Um, I love that they're like they're, they're, they're sticking with the courtroom uh, uh aspect of the show. Um, cause like She-Hulk actually defended somebody. Uh, she defended, uh, Wong cause Wong wanted to sue Donnie Blaze because Donnie Blaze was using the mystic arts in his magic show. So, so that was, that was pretty funny. This, 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 this shit, this show's fucking hilarious to me. And I think this was like the funniest episode. This was the funniest episode to me. My new favorite character is Madison. <laughs> you know <laughs> She probably won't show up after this, but she may. Who knows? I don't fucking know. Uh, but Madison is hilarious. Madison with two N's and one Y, but it's not what you think. You know, I love her. <laughs> she is the funniest part of this whole fucking episode. Uh, and her and Wong, uh, like, built a relationship. <laughs> like, they're, like, best buddies now. <laughs> And, like, they just, all they do is just, like, binge watch TV, which I find is fucking hilarious to me. Um, but, yeah, man, it's not, there's not really much I can say about this episode. We did, like, uh, She-Hulk was looking for a date, you know? It really is a sitcom. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. Like, like, she was looking for, she's looking for a date. She's, uh, she's defending Wong. And then Wong pulls her in to, like, fight some little, like, rat demons or some shit. You know, like that's like her that was like her first real big fight uh that she had on this episode where like she just came in and like fucking like beat up all these little rat demon dudes, you know. <laughs> uh which was funny. I, I I thought that was I thought that was funny. I thought it was pretty cool. Um uh, but yeah, man, it's just it's not it's not it's it's not a lot of uh big things going on on this show and I don't have a problem with that. I'm just sitting back and laughing and watching this like a sitcom is what is what the hell I'm doing you know I'm not really tripping about this show uh it's not boring you know it's not boring um way better than Miss Marvel you know like I said way better than Moon Knight to me you know like like I thought I thought Moon Knight and Miss Marvel kind of lacked a little bit you know, it kind of lacked a little bit. Uh, Ms. Marvel was trying his best to be, to have a little humor, but the humor kind of fell flat for me. I didn't really, I didn't really think any of that shit was funny. But um, anything that happened in uh, Ms. Marvel was funny. Um, there was a little bit of humor in Moon Knight. It was, it was all right. You know, uh, I didn't see a lot of Moon Knight, which pissed me off. You know, it was like when I, when I, when I, when I watch a show called Moon Knight, I expect to see some Moon Knight. Moon Knight probably showed up like maybe like 
four times throughout the whole goddamn show. Um, he didn't show up a lot. And he didn't have a lot of big fights, you know, to, uh, except like that last episode. And even that wasn't really a big fight. But um, yeah, man, I like that. Like I said, I like that this show is a sitcom. It's not trying to be a movie. Like the other shows were trying to be movies and hooked to the the rest of the MCU. I like that this is just um, being uh, standalone by itself. You know, it's not really... Even though there's other people in the MCU that show up. There's other people in the MCU show, that show up. But, like, it's, it's, it's really standalone to where it's not connecting to anything. You know, like, just pe- there's people in the MCU just show up. And they're not trying to escalate to a bigger plan or anything like that. If that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying the show. I can't wait to see what's next. Um, I'll be back with my review of Cobra Kai right after these messages. This is what we're up against. This is how everyone sees them. As some kind of philanthropist out to save the kids of the valley. Terry Silver. Why you guys named Michael? It's Michaela. Whatever. I washed my hands at Cobra Kai when we lost the tournament. I'm not a sensei anymore. As of today, I am shutting down Miyagi-Do Karate. This can't be your plan. With Johnny gone, it's on me to fix this. One star? Does the car smell like beer? It's because there is beer, asshole. Cobra Kai now has more students than ever before. That means we'll need more senseis. I'm thinking a lot bigger than just the value. Everything was supposed to be better after the tournament. It's only getting worse. I know how things can start out from nothing and get bigger and bigger until all you feel is hate. Want you guys to get along. We're all friends now. We're not friends. We never will be. Silver is dividing and conquering. If this continues, all that we have fought for will not even be memory. I need you to see which of my students are ready to take the next step. You really won't stop. You need to let me and Chosen handle this. It's the only way to make it all end. Fine. Handle it. All we gotta do is get our hands dirty. If you continue down this path, nothing in your life will ever be the same again. Adult classes are on Wednesday. We're not here to take a lesson. We're here to teach you one. I'm happy to hear that you're doing well with the others. Yeah, well, I make friends pretty easily. I find that a little kindness goes a long way. Alright, 
Welcome back. Cobra Kai Season 5. Let's get into it. I just uh, finished watching it like, um, what, three or so hours ago? But yeah, let's get it. Let's get into it. Let's get into this, 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 this whole season, man. This, this show just keeps upping the stakes every damn season. Because <laughs> if you remember the last season, uh, Miyagi-Do and uh, Eagle Fang, they lost the uh, they lost the, 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 the Valley Tournament or whatever the fuck it was called. All-Valley, the All-Valley Tournament. They lost that shit to Cobra Kai. So Cobra Kai uh, is just like starting to expand. Terry Silva is starting to have a, a grasp, just a stranglehold on the valley, and he won't let go, and uh, Daniel, Daniel LaRusso, played by Ralph Macchio, uh, is trying to figure out a way to, uh, stop, uh, Terry Silva from expanding Cobra Kai and taking over the valley, um, He's the only one that really cares about this shit because everybody else has moved on, you know, <laughs> which is funny because like the first five episodes, I want to say the first five episodes is like just Danny just being batshit crazy and every everybody else thinks that Danny's batshit crazy because he's still uh, talking about Cobra Kai and everybody else, everybody else in his life, it's like, damn, dude, you still talking about Cobra Kai? Move the fuck on. You know, like, you know, <laughs> even Johnny, even Johnny, who, who, who was, like, fighting Cobra Kai hard last season, even this season, he was like, man, I'm, I'm done with that shit. You know, like, I've moved the fuck on. He was like, I'm trying to spend some time with my son. You know, like, you know, like, like I'm trying to build a relationship with my son. And also my other, also my stepson ran away to Mexico, so I gotta go find him, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so he's just like, so he just, he's like, I'm done with Cobra Kai, I think he even told Danny that, too, he told Danny that, he's like, dude, I'm done, I wash my, he's like, I think he said, I wash my hands of Cobra Kai, we lost, get over it, right, you know, so, <laughs> Cause like, cause he kept, cause like, Daddy came to him. Daddy came to him. He's like, "Yo, we gotta fight Cobra Kai." He's like, "Man, you still on that shit?" You're like, "I'm, I'm over that." You know? So, like, so, so like the first five episodes, Danny's looking like a nut. Really, he brought in Chosen uh, from uh, Karate Kid Two, uh, like to, to to help him. Chosen is Chosen is a ride or die, man. I love Chosen. Chosen. Uh, I like I like what they do with Chosen in this series. Where like he, cause Chosen was a bastard in Karate Kid too. Like Karate Kid too, he was an asshole. He was like a fucking murderous, villainous asshole. Here he's like a lovable, murderous, villainous asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they give him a they give him a heart of gold. Like he 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 doesn't. He doesn't let his friends down. Like he, every anything his friends want to do, he got their back. You know, like anything that Dan, anything that Daniel wanted to do, Chosen was like, uh, "What you want me to do?" You know, like he was like he, he had Daniel, he had Daniel's back, no matter what. You know, he was like he didn't give a fuck. 
Uh, he was like, Daniel, he was like, Daniel, you, you, you need me to go kill these motherfuckers? I'll go do it. You know, so, and Daniel was like, no, 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 we're not killing nobody. He was like, you know, he's like, all right, he's like, whatever you want to do, man. But, uh, you know, like, that was Chosen. Chosen was a gangster. But, uh, but yeah, man, this is like, but everybody else is just like, even, I think even like the kids have moved on. They're like, we ain't fucking talking about Cobra Kai no more. You know, <laughs> like, they don't give a fuck about Cobra Kai anymore. Um, they got, like, unless, like, Cobra Kai, unless Cobra Kai got in they face, they didn't care, you know, because there was a couple of little, there was a couple of little, uh, infractions, you know, that happened between Cobra Kai and, between the Cobra Kai kids and the Miyagi-Do kids, you know, there was a couple of little, little fights, but mostly it was kind of, like, infighting, like, infighting between, uh, Miguel and, uh, what's, uh, Johnny's son's name? I keep forgetting his name. What's that boy's name? I keep wanting to call him Connor for some reason, you know, <laughs> but I know it's not Robbie. That's his name. He looks like a Connor for some reason. I just want to name, I just want to name him Connor, but, uh, call him Connor, but his name is Robbie. There's like an in, this infight between Robbie and Miguel, you know, cause Miguel can't get over the fact that this motherfucker paralyzed him, you know, for a bit, you know, like he was paralyzed and he was in a fucking wheelchair and he was in the hospital and shit. So like uh Miguel really can't let that go. And uh Robbie Robbie just wants his dad back and he feels like Miguel is taking his dad. You know, so and he just he just he just wants to be Johnny's son. You know, like he wants to spend time with Johnny and have Johnny be a dad to him and he feels like Miguel is getting in the way of that. So like they they had that they had that infighting um, you got, um, you got Sam and Miguel, like, going through their little relationship issues, uh, Tori and Robbie going through it, and Tori and Sam just going, uh, through their rival. they still got a rivalry, even though, like, T- Tori is kind of, like, off the Cobra Kai train, it's like, when she, like, when she finds out that, uh, she didn't really win the tournament, you know, I'm, I'm spoiling for everybody, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm spoiling the show, uh, if you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't watch, uh, Cobra Kai, go watch it, and come back, because I'm gonna be spoiling the hell out of this, I forgot to put a disclaimer, and I'm sorry, uh, but, um, yeah, but, like, uh, Tori's, like, off the, she's off the Cobra Kai train, she's, ever since she found out that, like, the, the, the judges got paid off, to uh to to help her win you know she's off that train because like she was like i didn't really win you guys cheated um so like she's she's pretty much done with cobra kai even though she still she she does still go to class but she's in like her mind she's like not in it her mind is not in it uh but and like she's trying to come she's trying to come over to my to the miyagi-do crew but they're like you're a fucking, you're a fucking bitch, and we don't want to, we don't want to be bothered with you, you know, type of shit, the only person that still, the only person that still wants to be bothered with her is Robbie, because that's his girlfriend, so, um, so, like, you got that going on, you got, uh, the other black, the black kid, Kenny, going through, like, his internal struggles, dealing with his anger, and Robbie just trying like hell to try to get him over to Miyagi, though, so he could change his heart, you know, cause like he is, 
Kenny was a fucking Kenny was a fucking problem in this season. Oh, like he was like he was getting bullied last season uh, by uh, Dan by Daniel's son, which I think that was just like peer pressure. You know, like Daniel's son was getting peer pressured into bullying him, bullying that kid. But Kenny don't give a fuck. Kenny Kenny heart is cold this season. You know, like pretty much. His heart is cold as ice this season, and he is just giving it to uh, Danny's son, you know, like to the, to the point to where like it's it's just fucking. I was like, how much can this how much can this kid take, you know? <laughs> how much can Danny's son take, you know? It like it's like in a way he kind of deserved it because he started bullying him first, but in a way you kind of feel sorry for him, and in a way you kind of feel sorry for Kenny too because. He has a lot of hate and aggression in his heart because he was being bullied, you know. And like he, you know, he don't, he ain't got no heart. He ain't got he ain't got no place in his heart. He ain't got no compassion in his heart for nobody, you know. Even Robbie, because like Robbie was trying to be like his like a big brother brother to him and uh, try to get him like I can say try to get him away from Cobra Kai. And he's like he just told Kenny he just Kenny just told Robbie to get the fuck out of his face, you know. <laughs> And he said, you get my face, he was like, pretty much, you get my face one more time, I'm gonna kick your ass, pretty much. Like, he was, he was like, he was like, he told Robbie, like, I'm gonna fuck you up if you get my face again, you know, like, pretty much. So, um, but, like, just, like, the, like, Robbie just trying, like, hell to, 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 to get Kenny on his side, you know, so, like, and to try, to try to save Kenny, you know, but, um, but yeah, man, this this show, this show is just wild. Like I said, the first five episodes is just Danny just losing his mind, you know, and Terry and Terry just playing fucking mind games with him. Terry Silver, Terry Silver just playing a whole bunch of fucking mind games with him, and to the point to where finally, uh, uh, Terry like uh throws uh Danny into a trap and. I think it's about like season five, like around like episode five or episode six. I like the end of episode five, where he throws um just Danny into this trap, like uh, cause like uh Stingray is back, played by uh Paul Walter Hauser, the the, the big fat guy. He's back and like uh Terry just pretty much kind of like becomes like his sugar daddy kind of. <laughs> He becomes his sugar daddy, and, like, he just buys Stingray a whole bunch of shit. He buys him a house. He buys him a car uh, just because, like, he uh, helped him put Crease in jail. Uh, like, he lied and said that Crease beat him up when it was really Terry Silver that built beat him up. You know, so, like, uh, so, like, he's, like, so, like, he, like, he just showering Stingray with gifts. Terry Silver is. Terry Silver just showering Stingray with gifts and stuff. And so uh uh Danny went to uh Stingray's house and he was just like uh trying to get some answers and he got trapped. Like Terry Terry Silver was there and he beat the shit out of Danny. <laughs> you know, like he beats the holy hell out of Danny. Uh and that's when everybody was like, you know what? This is the final straw, man. I think like Johnny hears about it or something like that. Johnny was like, Johnny hears about it and like Chosen's there. Chosen like like nah, bro. Um, 
it was like we gotta do something about this that that's when like johnny gets on um danny's side because he was just like oh man like beat you up bro you know like, <laughs> like that's fucked up you know like let's let's ride on this nigga you know <laughs> you know a couple of times there's a couple of times in this season i was like i wanted them motherfuckers to spin the block on terry silver man because like he started like he started he was starting to be a problem he was starting to get crazy you know uh and then like towards the end it starts getting he starts killing people you know like i wouldn't say killing people but he starts getting murderous and like his crew starts getting murderous you know so like this is more than just uh about a karate school (laughs) at this point uh people like because like people get sliced up people lose limbs and shit you know (laughs) in this in this season it like it gets it get it starts to get brutal towards the end it starts to get graphic towards the end uh but but yeah man overall man i like this season uh like i said the kids kind of the kids kind of calmed down this season not gonna lie with the exception of kenny kenny was just wilding you know like <laughs> with the exception of kenny 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 was wild this season like he it was on site with kenny he see any of the miyagi uh, excuse me you see any of the uh, miyagi do people it was on site you know like it was on site with kenny but uh other than that the kids were kind of calm it was the adults that were crazy this season uh like danny terry silver and chosen uh johnny johnny kind of calmed down this season but then he started when shit started happening to uh danny he was like all right i'm in this fight let's fuck that you know like he fucked you up and we're gonna fuck him up you know so uh like they they started getting into it like so like the the, the adults were the crazy ones this season then they brought uh this other guy mike barnes in from karate kid 3 which I've never seen. I don't know how that happened. I've never seen Karate Kid 3 because uh, this guy, Mike Barnes, shows up. I guess he was in Karate Kid 3. He, like, he was like Terry Silver, one of Terry Silver's friends or some shit. Uh, but he's, he was talking about how he don't fuck with Terry no more. And he was talking about like how Terry kind of like fucked his life up, but like he got it back together. He, he started like becoming like a furniture, a furniture salesman. And he built up like this furniture empire. Uh, uh, Robin Lively's is in an episode too, uh, which I didn't understand that because I was like, "Why is Robin Lively here?" I didn't know that she was in Karate Kid Three as well. You know, <laughs> I guess like she was one of like Danny be having hoes. I ain't gonna lie, man. Danny, Danny, Relu- Danny Larusso be getting hoes. He be getting them. Uh, because, like, he had, uh, Elizabeth Shue, he had, uh, 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 the, 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 the Asian girl, I forget, I forgot her name, in Karate Kid 2, and then he had Robin Lively in Karate Kid 3, <laughs> I was like, that dude be getting hoes, but I didn't know that Robin Lively's character was his wife's cousin, so, like, he, he pretty much was intimate, you might say, with two cousins, you know <laughs> pretty much but yeah man she she showed up she still look good man robin lively still look good man because i remember her from uh uh teen witch 
uh, there was a movie out back in like the late 80s called Teen Witch. And I used to watch that movie a lot when I used to watch that movie a lot when I was a kid. I remember mean, I had like a that movie made me have like a big crush on Robin Lively. <laughs> you know, who if you don't know, Robin Lively is uh, Blake Lively's older sister. Uh, so like, uh, they're sisters. Blake Lively and Robin Lively are sisters. So, um, uh, but yeah, man, she uh, uh, she shows up out of nowhere, and I was like. Okay, she's here. All right, uh, you know. But yeah, I gotta go back and watch Karate Kid three. I really do, cause I only watched Karate Kid one and two, and I watched the next Karate Kid. Totally skipped over Karate Kid three for some reason. I don't know why. But yeah, man. Overall, I enjoyed this season. This season was really fucking good, <laughs> you know. And it's not over. It's not over, cause there's more. That like that last episode was like. Damn, now they gotta have a season six. They gotta have a season six. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. I, five out of five for me, man. Good, good, good season. Good season. I'll be back with my review of uh, Josie and the Pussycats right after these messages. This year, they're in movie theaters everywhere. Here's Josie and the Pussycats. I'm a punk rock prom queen. Brown paper magazine. Hotter than you've ever seen. Everywhere and in between. I'm a ten ticket through ride. Don't you want to come inside? A five-star triple print. Hardest of the hard to get. No one's little brick or bent. It's enough that let me get yes, six whole hours and five long days for all. Josie. 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 Is that Josie and the Pussycats coming soon only in theaters. Pussycats from 2001. Let's get into the technical here. Uh, this movie was written and directed by Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfont. 
The movie is based on the 1963 comic book created by Dan DiCarlo. Uh, it's part of the Archie universe uh, set in Riverdale. Um, the fictional town of Riverdale. Uh, the movie had a budget of $39 million but brought in $14.9 million, which makes this movie a box office bomb. The movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 53%, uh, which, you know, give or take in there, I, I really don't go by what Rotten Tomatoes says anymore. It's just uh, good info to put into the uh, episode now. Uh, you know, like, but like, it's just good info to put in. Uh, there isn't much casting info in this movie. Uh, but like the casting of the Pussycats, uh, like Rachel Lee Cook, who plays Josie, she got the role of Josie, uh, simply because like the directors, like they remembered when she auditioned for the lead in Can't Hardly Wait, they remembered her and they cast her as Josie. Uh, this is the one, uh, the casting of Val was the hard part, uh, because, uh, Beyonce... Aaliyah and Lisa Lopez, left eye from TLC, they all auditioned for the role of Val Brown, like, before it was, uh, given to, uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, Lopez ran for the role twice and didn't get it, uh, Beyonce didn't get the role because the, uh, the directors, like, they thought she was too shy and meek, you know, like, she didn't, she didn't give a good audition, really, because, like, they thought she was too shy, she was too meek, you know, like, she was too introverted and closed in, and Aaliyah, they thought, was too serious for a comedy, <laughs> you know, like, which is crazy, they, they, they said her, 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 because, like, they wanted somebody, they wanted somebody to be com comedic, and Aaliyah was the opposite of that, you know, so, uh, this is also the year that Aaliyah passed away, by the way, this movie came out in 2001, so that would have been sad to see her on the big screen, and then, well, she did Queen of the Dam, I think, that year also. So, like, it still happened. But, um, but yeah, man, that's why she didn't get the role because, like, they didn't think she was comedic enough. Um, Tara Reid just uh, got the role of Melody because, like, she was the it girl at the time. You know, uh, she was coming off of American Pie at that time. I think she was she was in the Big Lebowski. She was in a couple of movies that were like pretty big. And like she was just in, she was just in high demand at that time, really. So that's how Tara Reid got the role, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, remember when Tara Reid was a star? Remember that shit? Uh, now she's just doing Sharknado movies. I don't know what the what the fuck. But um, yeah, man. Uh, but let's just let's get into uh how I saw this movie as a kid. Uh, pretty much a teen, really. I was uh. How old was I? I was probably like 15. I think I was 15 years old when I saw this movie. I just saw this movie like randomly on TV. Cause I wasn't I wasn't really interested in the movie. I would see the, the trailers for the movie. I would see the trailers for the movie. And I was like, I ain't interested in that shit. You know, you know <laughs> I just I just didn't care. I didn't care about Josie and the Pussycats. Uh but uh I like I used to watch the I used to watch the cartoon as a kid i do remember watching the cartoon as a kid uh like like i said didn't really have an interest in watching the movie uh i just i saw the movie i saw the movie because i was channel surfing you know like 
I was channel surfing uh, one night and I just happened to catch it on television. I think it was on like HBO or something like that. Because like it was like all premium cable. It was like on HBO. I think it was on HBO. Like it was on HBO and I just sat there and watched it. And it turned out to be really good, actually. <laughs> I, like I had a, I had another Mean Girls moment with this movie. If you know my relationship with the movie Mean Girls, like uh, it's like because Mean Girls is a movie that I went into because I I went to go see that movie with my sister because my sister wanted to watch Mean Girls because she was a Lindsay Lohan fan <laughs> at the time, you know. So like my sister was a Lindsay Lohan fan. And so we went to go see Mean Girls, uh, and like I'm her big brother, so like, so like there was like take your sister to go see Mean Girls, and so we went to go see Mean Girls, and I ended up liking it. You know, <laughs> I ended up liking Mean Girls, and that's what happened with Josie and the Pussycats. Like I ended up liking Josie and the Pussycats initially as as a teenager. Uh, it actually became one of my favorite movies. Like, I would watch Josie and the Pussycats a lot uh, back in the day. But let's see how I feel about this movie as a grown-ass man now. Uh, let's get into it now. The opening of this movie is the most early 2000s thing you ever want to see. Uh, because, like, this movie came out at, like, the pinnacle. Like, the peak of boy band fever, of teen pop fever. Uh, it was like almost, I think this is right about, this is like, the, like I said, this is the pinnacle, this is the peak, and like it was about to be on, it was all about to be on the decline, it was about to be on its way down. Uh, they make fun of that, like this movie makes fun of that with a boy band named DuJour. <laughs> There's a boy band in here named DuJour, uh, played by uh, Seth Green, Donald Faison, uh, Breck and Meyer and this other actor named uh, Alexander Martin, they played this uh, this this parody boy band group, uh, and it's pretty funny. You know, like it's pretty fucking hilarious. Like like all those guys, all those guys play those roles well. They do like a just a great parody of what a boy band was in the early two thousands. You know, so like they do they do a really good job of that. Um, Alan Cummins is also in this movie. Like, he's an evil record producer named Wyatt. Uh, when I say evil, when I say evil, like, he, I mean, like, supervillain evil. Like, he will kill you without hesitation. Like, there's a couple of times uh, where he was, like, he was gonna, he was, he was gonna pull the trigger on uh, Josie and the Pussycats, you know? <laughs> a couple times in this movie when, like, because, like, he's a, because, like, he's supposed to, like, keep like his artists blind to what's going really going on in the music business but like when they have an epiphany and they find out some shit he's like uh, okay I'm, I'm gonna have to pull the trigger on these motherfuckers and then you know <laughs> and get rid of them because they're gonna start talking but yeah that's that's why it uh after that we meet Josie and the Pussycats in like this uh pretty like hilarious music video opening uh, Josie is played by uh, Rachel Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, Melody is played by Tara Reed, and Val is played by Rosario Dawson. Which I can't lie, she distracted me like this whole goddamn movie. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I ha still have had. I still have 
a huge crush on Rosario Dawson. You know, <laughs> still got a thing for Rosario Dawson. Um, funny story is I actually ran into her. Like, or I should I say she ran into me. You know, <laughs> she ran into me at a comic book convention. And I screamed like a teenage girl when she like ran it. Like she like ran it. Like I like when I say she literally ran into me. She ran into me like she uh was on my back. You know, <laughs> like she was on my back. And she touched my lower back. Like her hand was like an inch away from like my ass crack. You know, <laughs> you know like <laughs> And, like, it was, like, the greatest day of my life, you know, like, because Rosario Dawson ran into my back and touched my lower back, like, she damn near almost grabbed my ass, you know, but, like, it was an accident, I understand, like, like I said, like, I remember it, she probably don't, she, she probably runs into a whole bunch of people, she's a fucking celebrity, so, uh, you know, so, but, but, like, she ran like she ran into my back and like she grabbed my back like the back of my like i said almost the, she almost pretty much grabbed my ass you know so, you know so kind of and she said oh i'm sorry and I'm, i turned around i'm like oh my god oh my god because i was like because i was like i thought it was somebody i thought it was somebody doing some like doing some doing some 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 funny shit you know because I was in, I was in a line and I'm, cause I, I was in a line. I thought somebody was trying to do some, like some, 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 some funny, some funny, some funny business. You know what I'm saying? And cause I was like, who grabbed my, cause I was like, who grabbed my ass? And uh, cause I thought I was about to turn around and fight somebody. Cause I was like, somebody grabbing my ass, you know? And I turn around and it's Rosario Dawson. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Like, God, I was about to get mad. I'm like, who, what? I was like, what dude thinks this is funny to grab my ass? And I turn around and it's her. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, and she said she was sorry. And I wanted to hug her. I wanted to hug her so goddamn bad. I'm not going to lie, but she had security there. So like her security was in. They was rushing her along and shit. And. I was like, ah, oh my god, ah! I, like, I start screaming and shit. I was like, Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson touched my butt. You know, I was like, pretty much, like she touched my lower back, ass crack part of my of my back. You know, so I was like, you know, so, <laughs> so I was like, it was the greatest day of my fucking life. I was, if I didn't take shits and <laughs> I would have never, I would have never washed that lower back. You know, like ever again. Uh, but uh, I got to because that's not sanitary. Uh, so, but back to the movie. Uh, I'm glad uh, they kept all the side characters from the cartoon in this movie, uh, like uh, Alexander and Alexandra, uh, the annoying uh, brother and sister uh, duo that are in the cartoon. They're played by uh, Missy Pyle and what's that other guy? I forgot. He's the guy from Road Trip. The other guy from Road Trip, the uh, guy with the curly hair. Uh, the, the 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 I don't know what race that dude is. I don't know if he's Jewish or he's uh like uh Brazilian or whatever. I don't know what he is, but he's got like curly hair. He's a curly haired smart dude from Road Trip. Um, yeah, he they they play Alexander and Alexandra. Uh, Alan M. 
is in here also. I was like, so I'm glad they kept like all the characters. The cat's not here, though. They didn't include the cat. Uh, maybe because they didn't want to pay for a cat. I don't know if anybody on set is probably allergic to cats. They probably tried out the cat, and they was like, the cat's not working. Uh, get rid of the cat. But the cat's not here because they had a cat uh, on on the cartoon and in the comic book, and that cat's not there. But because like, like I said, like that's the only thing they omitted. Because like they could have easily not put these characters in. They could have easily left out Alexander, Alexandra, and Alan. They all all their names start with A, so triple A, you know. <laughs> so like, they, like I said, they could have they could have easily left them out, but uh, com- like com- I commend them for leaving those characters in. Uh, they even kind of make a they can kind of make a joke about it, like a meta joke about it, because like uh, somebody says, uh, I think like the brother or somebody tells tells uh, Alexandria, he said, "Why are you even here?" And she said, because I'm in the comic book, silly. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. That's funny. They, they acknowledged the comic book. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. But, uh, but yeah, like, they could have they not put them in. And they put them in here. So that's cool. Uh, I love the flashy style of this movie also. Like, the late, the late 90s and the early 2000s were a very flashy era. And it was very bright, very poppy, very just in your face. It was the the late 90s were just like the 80s, like the late 80s. You know, like just very colorful and day glow and just very flashy. And this movie captures that perfectly. Like it also makes fun of how vapid that era was. You know, like, like just very, it was a very vapid era coming off of grunge uh i think like people just wanted to have fun you know because like all the all the grunge guys were like coming off grunge and gangster rap really because like it was grunge and gangster rap grunge and gangster rap started getting real uh the rappers were dying the rockers were dying you know like you know and it was just like can we can we get like some 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 stars that don't die at like fucking 25 you know because like all these guys were like dying at young ages uh so they were just like let's let's move over to some pop shit you know and then like they just like this era was just very vapid uh and they would just try to sell everything kind of like now but uh you know (laughs) uh but i guess like i said like that's something that you wouldn't think a movie like this that's supposed to be like aimed at teenage girls would do you know because like this movie like the the marketing is for teenage girls like this movie was marketed to teenage girls but they they there's some there's some pretty smart humor in this movie like they do that a lot there's a lot of pretty smart humor uh alan cummins like breaks the fourth wall a lot uh like i said even like missy pyle's character uh, broke the fourth wall when like she was like I'm in the comic book silly <laughs> that was funny but like yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of smart humor in this movie like something something that is uh uh targeted towards like not even like older teenage girls like preteens like 
11, 12, 13, 14 year olds. You know, like it's targeted towards them, but this movie was, this movie is pretty fucking smart. Uh, the girls are serviceable. The three girls that play the pussycats. You know, like they're serviceable. Like I'm, I'm not expecting like Academy Award winning performances for Josie and the Pussycats. You know, so you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting that. You know, you know like they do, they do what they gotta do. Uh, they, they, they got their own, they got their own little charms to them. Uh, Rosario Dawson's the best actress out of the three of them. Really, uh, you can tell why she still has a long-standing career. The other two don't. You know, because, uh, like I said, Tara Reid still acts, but she's not, like, upper echelon acting anymore. Um, Rachel Lee Cook, I didn't even know she was still acting. I, I had to look her up. I had to look up her IMDb to see if she was still around. She's still out here. I just don't see her very often. Um, but, yeah, Rosario Dawson, like, out of the three Pussycats uh, girls, there's actually a band called Pussycat Girls. But, uh... Which is funny. Uh, out of the three uh, pussycats, uh, she's the best actress out of the three of them. Now, like I said, I was like, I was looking at this movie. I was like, I see why she's the one that still has the the better career <laughs> out of the three of them. But uh, there's also a cocaine joke in this movie that I did not catch until now and shocked the hell out of me because I was like, because um, there's this uh, this uh record executive named Fiona she's like the head of mega records or something like that she's played by Parker Posey and she is in her office and like she's got all like these like uh government people because like she's telling she's telling them yeah we use this because like she's pretty much telling them like yeah we use this mu- music to brainwash people you know we want them to brainwash we want to brainwash them to buy stuff and like she was trying to she was like she had like a button on her desk, but it was like covered in a fucking pile of cocaine, <laughs> and she just wiped the cocaine away. I was like, and like that, I didn't even catch that shit when I watched the whole, the, all the times I watched this movie, I did not catch that they had a cocaine joke in this movie. <laughs> it was like this bitch is hopped up on cocaine. Uh, she's like wiped the cocaine away, but like, like I said, like this movie like really exposes the music business. You know, like, I'm surprised that this movie actually got released because it's so honest. It's too honest. You know, like, they, like the stuff that's in, the stuff that is in this movie, you would think they would want buried. Like, the music industry, you would think they would want this buried, but it came out. You know, <laughs> the movie came out and nothing. You know, like, nobody's dead. So, uh, but um, let's talk about Wyatt. Wyatt, Wyatt is low key racist as well. You know, uh, Wyatt played by Alan, I already said Alan Cummins. Um, his character is like kind of low key racist because like he's pretty shitty to Val. He's pretty shitty to Val for like no reason. Like the only reason I could think of is because she's black. You know, that's the only reason I could think of because like he doesn't treat uh, Tara Reid's character like that. Uh, I understand him giving space special treatment to Josie because she's the lead singer. 
but like he doesn't he doesn't treat uh melody like that but he treats val like shit and that's like the only reason i could think of is like is it because she's black he even kind of makes a joke about it a little bit he said like one of them like because like he's he's uh explaining josie and the pussycats to parker posey's character and he said like yeah one of them's a little tan you know, <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker is a racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of about that. Uh, the singer Babyface makes a cameo in this movie. Like he's, he's like on a parody episode of Behind the Music. They're like making fun of like the Captain and Tennille, uh, which is like an old 70s uh, duo. Like they're a husband and wife duo from the 70s. Like they used to make songs together. Uh and like he's like a parody of like the forgotten the forgotten member of Captain Into Neil. He's the chief, you know? <laughs> and like like baby faces like in all this like old man makeup. And like it's actually pretty funny. Cause he's like, I wrote all the songs. Uh and they they cut me out. Uh it's a it's a funny clip. If you can find a clip, Babyface and Josie and the Pussycat. It's a funny clip. If you can find it, you can find it. I'll probably put it up on my uh, Twitter. Watched Pod. Go follow Watch Pod. Um, on Twitter, I'll probably put it up. If I can find that, if I can find that clip, I'll put it up on Twitter. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Um, like I said, Parker Posey's character is pretty strange. You know, like uh, she's just strange, man. I don't, I don't even have a joke for that. She just, she's just weird, like. Maybe it's the cocaine. I don't know. Shit. But. Aries Spears is in this movie. By the way. Sorry. Uh, I was just looking at my notes. I realized I got to talk about Aries Spears. You know? Because like, I didn't plan this. I didn't plan this shit. I know he's in the news right now. This was a total coincidence. I, I totally forgot. I totally forgot that Aerie Spears was in Josie and the Pussycats. I forgot, I totally forgot. He popped up, because he pops up in the movie. I'm like, oh my God, it's Aerie Spears. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's Aerie Spears. He's in this movie, and he's in the news right now for some, for some fucked up shit. You know, like, but this was a total coincidence. I forgot this dude was in this movie. I'm like, he's pretty funny, you know? He's funny in the movie. I'm like, probably not the most popular thing to say right now knowing that he's in the news for some fucked up shit but you know like the guy's still talented you know i'm like that's not gonna take away from his talent you know like bill cosby's still talented uh oj simpson is still talented you know but, but even though they've done what they've done and like it, even though i don't like r kelly a lot of people he's, he's a he's a talented songwriter you know like just they're just pieces of shit human beings, you know? There's a lot of pieces of shit human beings. Roman Polanski was a good director, you know? <laughs> you know, like, like you could have talent and be a piece of shit, you know? Just what it is, man. Uh, like, that's, like, he's not bad in the movie, you know? You know, he's not bad. Uh... He's, he's like he's actually thinner than what he is now you know like because like he was like he was actually like he was kind of like a teen are you he was kind of like a teen heartthrob looking dude back in the day you know like if you've never seen aries spears when he was young and like because i think he told a story 
he told a story about how they had like Fox had him on a retainer deal, you know, like because uh, that's how he got on Mad TV. But like they were trying to find something for him to do, and he said they were gonna put him on Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, like he was gonna be he was gonna be like a new cast member on Beverly Hills 90210. And, like he told his story because like they had him because like they were talking about because like I think Aaron Spelling liked him. Aaron Spelling liked him and he was talking about how he thought he was a good looking kid. He's like, that's a good looking kid right there. He was like, I'm gonna put him on my show. And nothing like really came of it. And he got on his other show uh called South of Sunset. Uh where like he was like, I don't know. I've never really watched the show. I just saw like a clip of the show. I don't know what the show is about, but it has a uh, Glenn Fry from the Eagles. The band, the Eagles, like he's in the show, like he's like the lead character, and uh, Aries Spears is like his sidekick or some shit. And he was talking about, and they were talking about how women like responded to Aries. I think he was talking about that when the show was on, like women responded to Aries, and they thought he was like they thought he was a good looking dude and shit. And uh, but the show got canceled because of uh, Glenn Fry. Like Glenn Fry had some problems or some shit like that, and the show got canceled. Uh, but yeah, man, it was like, he was, he was actually not a bad looking dude back in the day, actually. <laughs> and cause like everybody th- talking about how fat he is now and how he's got like racked circles on his eyes and shit. But <laughs> you go back and look at him in the nineties, he was not a bad looking cat. Uh, uh and, in, and in the early two thousands as well. But yeah, I know, like I said, I know it was not good to talk about him right now, but I had to cause he's in the fucking movie and he's got a pretty he's got a pretty prominent role in the fucking movie also uh but Carson Daly's also in this movie as an exaggerated version of himself like he's playing like a murderous version of himself you know like that's in on all the brainwashing and shit uh, I believe he and Tara Reid were a couple at this time because they like they they they, they have a lot of inside jokes about that shit towards the end Cause like uh, uh, Wyatt is uh, talking about you guys are going to be on TRL, and Tara Reid's character Melody, she was like, "Oh, do I get to touch Carson Daly?" And he said, "Any way you like, you know." <laughs> and even like her when her and Carson are in the room together, and like uh, like Carson's trying to kill Josie and the pussy, well, trying to kill the pussy cats, trying to kill Rosario Dawson and um, Tara Reid, and. Like, there's a lot of inside jokes between Carson and Tara in that scene. Where, like, he's like, yo, you're kind of hot. You know, like, or some shit like that. He was like, you think we could go out or something? And, and all that shit. And I think I... Because, like, it just popped in my head. It was, like, in my pop culture Rolodex. <laughs> it's something I forgot about. It was, like, it was in my pop culture Rolodex. And it just popped in my head. And it was, like... I'm, like... Carson Daly and Tara Reid did date, didn't they? Holy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I remember that shit. But uh, yeah, but like that's it. There's a lot of jokes about that. Uh, I like how the juror shows up towards the end of the movie uh, because, like, at the beginning, like the juror died. Like they're supposed to die because, like I said, Alan Cummings' character will kill you at the sight of you catching on to what's going on. So. They, they started catching on to shit. And he was like, okay, these motherfuckers gotta go. So, like, he tried to kill them in a plane crash. 
but they live, they survive, and they show up towards the end, but it's just a bunch of stand-ins because it's supposed to be like they got beat up at a, they say they got beat up at a Metallica concert. <laughs> but, uh, like, Seth Green, Donald Faison, and uh, Brecken Myers characters are like all bandaged up, like, they look like mummies. You can't see their faces or anything. But like the the other guy, uh, he's the only guy that can speak, and he, he like he he's he's not that messed. He's not as messed up as them. And I never caught on to that until now. And I was just like, them motherfuckers didn't want to come back for reshoots. Them motherfuckers said fuck reshoots. I don't know if they didn't want to come back or they couldn't come back because they were shooting other things. Who knows? But they didn't come back for this shit. They, they like Seth Green, Donald Faison, and Breckin Meyer just like a, a couple of stand-ins. But yeah, nothing else more to say about this movie. Josie and the Pussycats have a performance at the end. Uh, Josie and Allen hook up. There's a bunch of bloopers at the end. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, but I really enjoyed this movie. I still enjoyed this movie. Uh, I, I think I like it more now than I did when I was a teenager because I understand all the references now. I understand what they're talking about. Uh, I caught jokes that I didn't catch when I was a teenager. <laughs> you know, what I mean? that now as an adult to live life, I'm like, oh shit. Oh, uh, you know, I'm like, that's what that was. You know, what I'm <laughs> like, you know, uh, like this movie is very smart, and I think a lot of people might have written it off because like the advertisement for the movie was just aimed at teenage girls but go back and watch this movie man i recommend you guys go back and watch this movie because you're missing out on a lot of really thought-provoking satire it's like it's like in the vein of like mel brooks really like it's it's some mel brooks shit like they wrote this movie whoever wrote this movie was a big fan of mel brooks like I say, like the two writers, like one of the people who wrote this movie, like, like they had to be a big fan of Mel Brooks because there's a lot of Mel Brooks esque humor in this uh, in this movie. There's a lot of Mel Brooks esque humor. There's a lot of uh, Zucker Brothers type humor in this movie. You know, which you wouldn't think of for a movie about a comic book aimed at teenage girls. You know. <laughs> Because like they 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 because like they lean into the teenage stuff like there's there's a lot of pop music that might get on your fucking nerves you know like you know like, <laughs> a lot of pop music but that might get on your nerves because like I'm listening because like I don't really have a problem with the music but like I was saying like a lot of people who don't like that type of music probably gonna get on it it's probably gonna get on their fucking nerves but sit through it it's a very funny movie very good movie very smart movie um shockingly i give it i give it a five out of five i give it a five out of five uh join me next week i totally forgot i'm not gonna lie i totally forgot what i'm reviewing next week (laughs) isn't that funny i forgot what i'm reviewing next week so um next week's gonna be a surprise guys so (laughs) I'll probably, like I say, probably uh, update it on Twitter. Watch Pod. Go follow me on Twitter. Watch Pod. Uh, it's watched. 
with a with the ed at the end pod pod uh go follow me on twitter and you can find out what the next episode is gonna be so until then peace